Welcome in Braves Today, bravestoday.com. He's Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. And Lindsey, right now with Ronald Acuna Jr., he by far to me is the best player in baseball. I know we say that over and over and over, but <laughs> it has seemed to be proven. I, this is what I was worried about down the stretch, even them possibly sitting him a little bit. I mean, you said the reason you got to sit him is because if you let him play in the field, he's going to go all out, whether he's hitting, whether he's in the field. So just to protect him from injury. But it seems like he is so close to those numbers. Is he going to run out of games? He's got one home run. He's got two RBIs to hit 40-70. You've got nine games left. And it feels to me like he's going to do it. The only thing that I'm at this point wondering about on the one home run, only one of those four players that has a 40-40 season actually got it at home. Everybody else has been on the road. And so does he hit a home run this weekend against the Nationals or does he do it next week at home versus the Cubs or versus the Nationals? That's really the biggest question to me. But he's never homered off of Patrick Corbin. So, you know, we'll see what happens. He, he does not have a career homer off of Patrick Corbin. Ozzie Albies destroys Corbin. Austin <laughs> Riley destroys Corbin. Ronald Acuna Jr. does not have a career home run off of Patrick Corbin. So let's see if he gets his first one to hit to set the record on Friday night. This is, this is not a, a, a comparison by any means, but it is. You noticed when Barry Bonds was going for the record, when it was the summer of baseball with McGuire and Sosa, people started throwing around them. Is that something – now, they don't really have that luxury with Ronald being in the leadoff spot because they don't want to go ahead and be down one to nothing because they put him on and then all of a sudden he gets his stolen bases and moves around and then somebody hits a sack fly to get him in. So do we see that out of some people that – let's just call it what it is. Some opposing teams are just not big fans of Ronald. They respect his game, but they're still not big fans of him. I think that the way that Atlanta uses Ronald Acuna Jr. and the way the lineup sets up, it's hard to pitch around him too much. Like – if you think about start off a game, like I've never seen an intentional walk to open a game. Like no. it's just like the fact that he gets to bat leadoff means he has at least seven at bats where he's guaranteed to get a decent pitch. They're guaranteed to pitch to him. But mm -hmm. the way that Ozzy's been swinging the bat behind him, the way that even the guys in front of him have been getting on base, like a Michael Harris, like a recently Orlando Arcia, mm -hmm. Eddie Rosario, means that it is very damaging to your team's efforts to to intentionally walk or to not pitch to Ronald Acuna Jr. because you're probably going to allow us to get a crooked inning in that situation. So it feels like, if nothing else, uh, he has a decent chance to see some pitches. Now, whether or not they're hittable, that's another question, but mm -hmm. it feels like he at least has a decent chance. I mean, the Cubs are still semi in it, so they're going to have to throw to him because they can't afford to have losses. they got to be able to try to get people out. However, the Nats, I mean, they're just playing for pride at this point they're playing for pride they're also playing for development right they're trying to get some of these young pitchers that they've brought up uh, acclimated to the bigs and to figure out what is realistically the next competitive window for this team and so they don't really have a reason to avoid Ronald Acuna Jr. because these games don't matter and would you rather let Ronald hit a tank on you in a game that doesn't matter or next season when you think you might have a shot at contending for a wild card and let him do it then. Like, it feels like there's no reason to not pitch to him if you're Washington, unless it's just like you said, we don't want to let the record be set on us. And that feels like more like an individual pitcher's decision than it would be the team's decision.
That was going to be my next point. I'm hoping that uh, Atlanta faces a bunch of pitchers that are just kind of like, you know what, I'm going to throw it, and I'm going to see if he can do it. I'm going to see if he can. Because that happened to a couple of guys. There Guys that were on the verge of getting 3,000 hits or guys mm-hmm. on the verge of getting 2,000 hits. You know, those those career markers and stuff like that. And Taking and it so, over to football. Michael yeah. Strahan sets the sack record because Brett Favre, in essence, gives him a sack at the end of the final game of the season. Like, mm-hmm. just lets him get a free sack to set the sack record. Like, sometimes you'll see guys who will just challenge them and, and do it. And sometimes that pride works the other way. You get a young pitcher who's like, listen, I'm not going to let Ron Lincoln Jr. set this record on me. I'm going to attack him. I'm going to, not only am I not going to let him do it, I'm going to get him out. I'm going to be the only guy who could get Ronald Acuna Jr. to strike out in his 40-40 season and then boom, home run. Because let's just, let's just call it what it is. Those make the best stories later on down the road because that pitcher will say, look, he stepped in there. I gave him 96 in and he parked it 485 <laughs> feet away. <laughs> Those make better stories than you getting on a podcast or a radio interview five years later and going, oh, no chance. I avoided him at all costs. I was not yeah. going to be that guy. Plus, and- think of it this way. If you let one of your home fans catch that ball, it's technically economic development for your community because no that doubt. ball is going to be worth some money. No doubt whatsoever. So that's the happy part of everything going on right now. The One of the worrisome parts, in my opinion, is that blister is raising its head yet again mm-hmm. on uh, on Max Freed and I, IL concerns. Now, you're more privy to this information than I am as far as the rules and regulations because they put him on the 15-day DL. Well, there ain't 15 days left in the season. So how is this going to work out as far as playoffs are concerned? The 15 days will run out before the first game of the National League Divisional Series. Okay. So he is completely eligible to come back. There will be no concerns as far as his eligibility. Now, we're assuming he will be fine. Uh, it, it's something he's dealt with this multiple times before. He's gone on the IL, I think, three different times in his major league career for blisters. And most of them end up being around the minimum stint. To me, this feels like it's more of a, we want to make sure that there is no way that he can try to go start and aggravate this or mess with this before we can have a chance to fix it. We have two weeks now where literally he is not allowed to throw in a competitive baseball game for us to make sure that he is fine. Like th- That's what it feels like from the outside to me is, let's save Max Fried from himself. Let's make sure that he can't just insist on one more tune-up start and make it worse. Yeah, and, and you know, the he's a lot like Ronald, and he's young, but he's a lot like Ronald Acuna Jr. And the fact that when you put him out there and they're like, look, you just need to avoid these pitches because of the blister, and he's just not going to do it. No. He knows what's going to get guys out. He knows what he needs. And so that's one reason that they can't afford to put him out there because he's not going to scale it back at all. So schedule, advantageous for the next week and a half for the Braves. It looks that way with Washington and the Cubs right now not – playing the greatest baseball in the world. Yeah, the the Cubs are 3 and 7 in their last 10. They've lost two straight games and so like they're actually playing versus Colorado this weekend and if if they don't do well against Colorado, that's probably uh, the, their last chance to stay in the race. They are tied for the final wild card spot with Miami. And so uh, it's it's a better draw than you could have gotten, right? You could have gotten a much tougher team in this slot, and instead you get Chicago, and then you get a rematch with Washington, who you have, uh, for the most part, handled this season. You have done well against Washington, and it's something where 
you're not worried about them coming up with some amazing strategy to beat you because like you said, they're kind of running out the string. They're playing the young guys and seeing what they have. So it's as good of a schedule as you could have hoped, especially with you getting to end it at home. This is the last road trip you have to take until the postseason. Last time you and I visited, one of the things that we needed to see turned around was going to be the catching and not from a defensive standpoint, but from an offensive standpoint. Where are we as far as your feelings on that? And let's take a look at that numbers-wise. Yeah, so Travis Darno in the last seven days is four for 15. He scored two runs. He's hit two doubles, has an RBI. It's a little bit better because, like I said, the second half of the year, he's been batting 183. So, you know, 267 is better than 183. But it feels like, even when you watch those at-bats, it feels like he's doing a little better job about making quality contact, not striking out as egregiously and things like that even like the last month he only has 11 strikeouts it's not like he's striking out a ton he's just not getting a lot of hits sean murphy is not looking that great right now but from previous experience with watching brian snitker and how he manages in the postseason it really feels like sean murphy is going to get the lion's share of the workload in the postseason. Hmm. That's what he's done in postseasons. He's had his his number one guy, even when you had multiple catchers, he's had his number one guy who he trusted four out of five games. And when Travis Darno was out of the lineup because he was on the concussion IL, Sean Murphy, uh, what was it? It was 35 games that were, or no, it was, I'm sorry, it was 25 games that were missed. Sean Murphy started 24 of them and played in 24 of them. Uh, he went 296, 436, 682 with nine home runs and 27 RBIs, again, playing almost every single day. And so it kind of feels like that's what he needs to be more consistent at the plate. It's almost a bad thing that you have two really good catchers mm -hmm. because you're trying to get Travis Darno plenty of play time. But Sean Murphy, just from having watched him this year and from previous record, it looks like he's the type of guy that needs to start every day to to be most effective so i'm hoping that he can turn that on in the postseason when he gets you know three consecutive starts behind the plate or whatever it might be defensively i mean both of them are doing just fine i mean the only time people are able to run on them is when there's maybe a pitch in the dirt that they can't really get a hold of or they just steal it off the pitcher you don't hear a lot of times where they you know the announcers or or even you and i when we've talked about it where they go oh they got what that one on darno or they got that one on murphy they end up getting it off the pitcher good guesses pitcher using his his, his, his engagements too many times, so he's got to go to the plate, that kind of thing. So uh, I think that is that your secret to success with Murphy is even though he's not hitting well right now, put him in the lineup more? I think that's going to be what Atlanta's going to have to do. And this last week, that's going to be really telling as far as do they make a concentrated effort to give him, you know, four starts or five starts in that final uh what is it, seven, eight games? Mm -hmm. Do they give him a concentrated effort to give him the lion's share of the playtime to see if that works? Or is it something where they're going to do some work on the off days while they're waiting for the wild card round to get done? But to me, it feels like from having watched Brian Stinker, that's what's going to happen. Speaking of the wild card round to get done, if you had a wish list, who would you like to play right now? If, if we had to suit up and we had to play tomorrow? Uh, probably not Philadelphia. <laughs> I, that's exactly I do, what I said. I that's do my not, answer. I really don't care who it is as long as it's not Philadelphia. The way that the bracket shakes out now, 
uh, Atlanta plays the winner of the top two wildcard seeds when they meet. And right now it's Philadelphia and Arizona. If we play Arizona, that's fine. Eddie Rosario hates the National League West, so he's going to do fine. The, t- the only team in the entire postseason that I do not want to face in round two is Philadelphia. It's just, we saw what that offense can do. They have the same ability that the Braves have to quickly strike and get back into games. And I think the nightmare scenario for the postseason is you get Philadelphia in the NLDS and then you get LA in the NLCS and you're just exhausted by the time you actually get to the World Series. I think that's kind of the nightmare scenario as mm. far as if you advance is imagine playing them in a full-length series and back-to-back rounds and then trying to go into the World Series. So Arizona, Cubs, Miami, Cincinnati's half a game back for the last spot. If they come and take it, I don't care. I just don't want to play Philadelphia. I actually, there's two that I don't want to play, and I don't know why, but I feel snake bit against Cincinnati. So I would like not to. I would not like to play Philadelphia or Cincinnati. I also said not just because of the Rosario situation is I wouldn't mind having Arizona. And I know that people say, oh, that doesn't make that big of a difference. They would be the only ones that would have to travel a far distance and and have to worry about time zones and skipping time zones. Whereas you play Cincinnati and you play – I mean, Cincinnati's in the central time zone, but you play Philly there in the eastern time zone. I mean, there's really no – they they have played – Atlanta and Philly has played each other so much, there is no advantage, I think, travel-wise. And so no. with the pitchers having Atlanta's number, the hitters, as you just said – Harper finally coming around. I wish he was playing like he did at the first of the season instead of playing. Like <laughs> or Trey Turner. Been. Yeah. Yeah. Trey Turner, exact same way. I mean, they were booing him at the first of the season. They did not want him on the team. And now he's he's got MVP numbers in the second half. And so they are they're cheering him on now, Dad Gummit. So <laughs> uh yeah, I'm with you. That that's that's my two teams is Philly and Cincy. And everybody goes, Yeah, but Cincinnati's got to play their way in. I don't care. I, just something about their youth and exuberance, I just don't like it. Just for some reason, it's dangerous. And so I'd rather, young I'd rather teams. be with somebody familiar that we're familiar with. Yeah, young teams. And this is, I was watching Diamondbacks Giants the other day. And mm-hmm. the Diamondbacks are a very young team. The Giants are a very old team. And you can tell when you play them with their play styles, the amount of energy the players have. Younger teams are harder to play against. And so... I mean, Arizona's technically in that boat. They have a very young, especially their outfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, you know, a lot of team speed. Both Arizona and Cincinnati have a ton of team speed. And so, you know, it's, they're not great matchups, but I'd rather play them than Philadelphia. No, no doubt whatsoever. So uh, he's Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. We are so looking forward to the end of the season, see how the playoff scenario shakes up. If you're a baseball fan, man, you just got to absolutely love all this baseball that's coming down at the end because it's not just us watching the Braves. We're watching everybody. Lindsay, thank you, sir. Thank you.